Thank you all for tuning in to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast, brought to you by Raising Grace Studios. Today, with me, I have got a legend. Uh, if you've ever been to a bar around, I don't even know, is it, it wouldn't be considered South Georgia. It, what's, this, what's that section? Uh, I guess it would be, yeah, South Georgia. Yeah, South Georgia. No, uh, any, anything from Macon to Savannah to Valdosta, Mr. Chuck. Parish, one of my good friends. I'm super excited to have you here. Oh, man, thank you for having me here. I'm so excited. We've been trying to do this for what, like a few weeks now? Yeah, you were one of the ones that when we started this, I was like, I have to get Chuck in here. Uh, I knew it would flow very right. well. And the fact that we were together last night, and uh, I think we're both hurting. Oh, my still God. From last night. Bro, I'm hurting so bad. That was uh, night two for me this week. Um, Cause you uh, you played in front of a whole lot of people on Friday, and then last night we ha we ended up having a good turnout last night. Yeah, we uh, we played. I haven't been in in the Swainsboro area. That's why we were playing Swainsboro and then Lions on Saturday. But I haven't been back to Swainsboro in a year, uh, and that used to be my stomping grounds when I was in that area. Like if you were coming out on a Friday night, you were going to see me at like a Coleman Lake or yeah. somewhere near that. I've never and, been to that place. Uh, it's shut down now. Unfortunately, oh, is it? yeah. Um, but I've I've played it so long. I've been through four owners. And uh, it, total regime change just about every time. But there's always the only standing was like, "Hey, Chucky, can you play Friday?" I'm like, "Yeah, I got it. Let's do it." <laughs> um, but to be to be gone for a year and to come back, it was super awesome because everybody kind of showed up, and showed out, and uh, we we ended up getting the the kill signal from the the bar owner at 1:30. He was like, "Listen, bro, I got to get I got 30 minutes to get all these people out. Let's <laughs> go." And I was like. All right, you can't get home, but you guys, you know. Get your ass out of here. That's it, that's it. Uh, before we get too in-depth with all this stuff, why don't okay. you go ahead and drop your social media so they know where to go find you at? Um, well, the easiest way to do that is to go to www.chuckparishmusic.com. The first thing when you pull up, it's a big picture of my bald head. Uh, and then all of our social links. Um, Instagram, it's Chuck. Parish music? No, it's Chucky P music, I think. Yeah, because I just tagged uh, you in a picture. Yeah, I'm pretty Chucky sure it's P Chucky P music. Yeah, Chucky P. That's my that's my friends and family name. Everybody knows me by Chucky P, but the official name is Chuck Parish. I went the longest time without knowing your name was Jeff. Really? I don't I well I met That's you. my government name. Yeah. <laughs> we all got those. <laughs> uh I met I met you a couple years ago through a girl that I was uh making bad decisions with at the time. Doesn't that happen all oh, the time? Oh boy. Right? Those bad decisions. What's, What's funny about it is it's not just Jeff, it's Jefferson. And if you get, if I give you my full government name, uh, I'm, just, you, I'm gonna you, give you the first amendment. Uh, 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 do, do it because I didn't know it was Jefferson. Oh yeah, it sounds. It can be either a distinct name like a presidential, or it can be that old wino at the end of the street. Yeah, it's Jefferson Luther. Oh my God, that is a sexy name. <laughs> Why is that not your stage name? Because it could either be presidential, or you could. You could equate it with that old brown bag wino sitting in the got dollar. Or, or, or it's uh, you drive me around in my Cadillac. Right. Like me sitting in the back seat. Uh, excuse Jefferson, me. Jefferson. <laughs> Jefferson Luther. Turn left here. Take me to Peacock Street, please. Yeah. Why yes, sir. Jefferson Luther. Yeah, man. That's a cool name. Yeah. It's, uh, it, it's funny because, you know, Chuck, of all names, you yeah. know. How did you get Chuck? That's the story. So... I um I was born and raised in Atlanta, um, all around Sorry. there, every city around there. So I, yeah, I'm used to the city. I, I'm used to the traffic. I know it sucks for most people. <laughs> I hate it. But you know, when you grow up in hell, you're used to living in the fire. Um, but so I came down to Georgia Southern, um, went to college briefly, 
how you made it through Georgia Southern. Uh, I, I didn't make it quick. through. My liver made it through, but I didn't make it through the, right. the actual class portions. Uh, eventually, just kept playing music and. <laughs> we'll see how that got us. That's happened um, to many a man at the borough. Yeah. So I went out to um, a buddy of mine. He was like, man, we're going to go out and have a good time. He said, I know you're from the city. You ain't ever ridden no horse before. You can come <laughs> with us. And I was like, bro, we got horses in the city. You know, I used to work on a horse farm. He's like, yeah, but you ain't ridden no country horse before. So we go out and uh, the guy, you know, crappy part of the story the guy that owned the horses got kicked in the face by a horse that day oh shit um so we were like okay we're not riding horses so he's like all right we're gonna go to this party we go to this party and i meet at the time what i thought were two country bumpkin guys now they're dear dear friends of mine love them to death i was just hanging out with them this morning as a matter of fact um but uh we played and i'd introduced myself and of course played the guitar and they come up to me after and they're like listen listen buddy you're you're lying to one of us and i was like Listen, I ain't lied to nobody, you know. It's, I've been straight up, honest, and he was like, no, we don't like it. You lied to one of us. And I was like, well, what did I lie about? And he was like, well, you told him your name was Jeff, and you told me your name was Chuck. So which is it? And I was sitting there thinking to myself, I was like, man, I must have been slurring pretty bad for somebody to get Chuck out of Jeff. Yeah. But okay. I said, well, you're both wrong. It's Jefferson. But, you know, you can call me whatever you want. Just don't call me late for dinner. Yeah. And he was like, no. I'm sticking with Chuck. I like Chuck. And so for the rest of the night, it was Chuck, <laughs> Chuck, Chuck. Uh, and then my buddy, because we worked together, told my boss about the story. Because, you know, here I am out in the woods. Don't know these country bunking guys. Yeah. And they're, uh, hey, man, you lying one of us. I'm like, okay. You oh, yeah. You, cornbread, you know? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Chill out real quick with shit like that. They told my boss um, about the story. And I picked up the phone. And I was like, hey, thank you for calling such and such. And this is Jeff. And he was like, hey, Chuck, how you doing? I was like, God, does everybody know this story? And so it got to a point in the Statesboro area and around that area, nobody knew who Jeff was. Yeah. They all knew Chuck, and it gets stuck. And then Chucky became an addition to that. And then Chucky P came out of it, and then that made me sound like a DJ. I actually had people who were it like, does, hey, bro. It kind of does. It's like, I was going to come see your show, but I saw the marquee. It was like a dude named Chucky P. I'm not coming to see a DJ. I want to see live music. So that's why I kind of started focusing on it's Chuck Parrish uh, to stick with that and keep me keep my government name on low key yeah if uh if i saw jefferson luther on a uh you think you're going to rb and yeah, yeah, right? i think i think we're finna go get rock i think you're fixing <laughs> to make a lot of people happy panties getting thrown at you <laughs> which i if you wasn't married i could see that happening now the, there's some of the stuff that you play when you get an air yeah you, you got you got it i've seen them i've seen them i know how you, i know how you landed such a uh, a beautiful old oh, lady. Oh man, she's a boss. She oh, I is, love your wife. You couldn't, you couldn't find a better boss, um, work ethically or at home. She, she just keeps it going nonstop. She, she keeps me in check. I know. I, I can imagine. Uh, I had to call her one time and apologize to her uh, for the the event that I did a couple of years ago, the vet bash. Oh yeah. Where I gave a bunch of veterans a lot of free alcohol. Yeah, I was and, there. For and that. Uh, somebody i had been having a good time with decided to show up with somebody else and have a good time with them in front of me I, the most interesting part about that whole night was you're right we gave yeah. a lot of free liquor away and i had a good time but i i looked up and i was like has anybody seen josh yeah i got thrown out of my own event yeah <laughs> it's the first time that's ever happened to me somebody holding an event got thrown out and i was like well i guess i'm gonna keep playing guitar and drinking yeah, it was one it was one of the things i got my feelings hurt i got my feelings hurt in front of my face and then i was like I'm drunk off wild turkey. Let me go hit this guy. <laughs> I don't. I don't even remember. I feel bad because the guy is actually an extremely nice guy. Right. He didn't know what he was getting into. 
And uh, I felt bad about it for the longest time. Like, every time I'm around this cat now, well, I've only been around two or three times. But uh, I'm like, man, let me buy your liquor. Or let, let me buy your beer. I'm sorry. Super, super sorry. And what was crazy is, all right, so all these veterans that were there, and there was a good bit of them that were there, when I got thrown out, they wanted to fight the security guards are putting their hands on me. Oh, God. So then I get this complex while I'm outside. I feel like them. Uh, G- General Patton or oh, something. Yeah. I got a whole army of veterans behind me. Get them, boys. Yeah, and it's like, all right, y'all want it? Let's do it. Like well, World right. War Three is fixing to happen right here, right now. Have you played that bar or been there in a long uh, time? Not since then. As, I, I'll, I'll tell you back. I've been one t- one other time. Um, I forget who was playing that night. I want to say it was, it was like Dukes or maybe Nate Kenyon or somebody oh, like yeah. that was out there playing. Um, so I stopped in and but that's it. I hadn't been back. Yeah, I, uh, I I got banned for the longest Did time. You? Oh yeah, longest time, and uh, we were doing their biggest events. Mm-hmm. Like we had done four or five events there in the past. I don't know. It was less than a year. Probably six months. We did like one a month. Right. And we had they had more people at each one of those events than they had the rest of the month. Right. That's awesome. I know it was good. Like, that was when Bearded Bastard was a thing. Right. And they always went well there. But then I showed my ass because <laughs> Wild Turkey 101 and Heartbreak don't mix. That's, That's you know why they named it Wild Turkey 101 because it's a, it's a teaching lesson every time you drink it. Oh my God! That you is learn some kind of lesson yeah. every time. Uh, yeah, not I, to do that again. Right? Yeah, because and then then because same shit. Uh, last year, at the beginning of last year, I had been dating this girl for a while. Super serious about her, cared a lot about her. And her dad and all her family, that's all they drank was like Wild Turkey 101. That should have been and, a red flag. Oh, yeah, we should have been. You're right. <laughs> and uh, when we broke up, I drank within a two-month period. I was getting, like, I was, when I get heart broke, my little fat ass heart get broke. Oh, like, man. Like, I'm, hey, ta- I'm talking about saddest little puppy been a long ever time did. since I've been heart broke, thank oh, God, God, but I know you're paying. But. For two months straight, I was going through like a fifth of 101 every two days. Yeah. Like I was drinking like almost a half a fifth a day. And some days I was, it depend on how long I was up. Because I, I was still training. doing the bearded bastard stuff. So I didn't have to get up and go to work or anything. Right. So I'd, I'd be hammered 24 hours. People were worried about me. They were like, yeah. you're an alcoholic. <laughs> and I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm just heartbroken. I'm just, I'm just sad. Listen, Josh, it's been six months. It's time to get yeah. over it. You're not hot. I can't anymore. drink it anymore now. Like I drank it so much Ooh. in those two months period that if you see me with a bottle of it now, it's very, very rare, and it's right. still like some of my favorite liquor to drink. But uh, shout out to Wild Turkey. Y'all should, you know, sponsor this. Uh, yeah, no joke. It, it is some of my favorite, and uh, I just can't no more because it's like between that event. Me and you. Because I remember me, you, and Matt Brantley yeah. turning that bottle of 101 up before y'all took your turns yeah, on stage. Yeah, I regretted every second of it. Oh, dude, did I? It was good to see Matt. That's the first time I actually met Matt Brantley that night. So much. And he is he's he's a, a phenomenal singer, man. He's a beast, dude. I think I think uh, he's not playing anymore. He's really? Not, he's not doing anything man, anymore. That's, that's sad to hear. Uh, Killer. He's very happy with his life and everything. That's, that's he's got a hear, beautiful man. wife and family. And I think he just, he, I don't know this, but I know that he hates like the fake country. Oh man! And I think I think that he just got tired of putting his heart and soul into it's, something and not getting anything back. Right. And, that, and that's kind of where I hope like some of our discussion that goes. But you've been doing this for a while. 
And yeah. how many years you been doing this now? Um, professionally playing music, uh, fifteen years. Fifteen years. Yeah, we started early high school. Um, I didn't think very much of music for a long time when I was a kid. My dad played. Uh, he played country music religiously, uh, and then but behind the scenes, he was a hardcore like Eddie Van Halen, R.I.P. Eddie. Um, he was a hardcore Eddie Van Halen fan. Um, so he would play all these crazy licks and show off every time. Like you can hand my dad a guitar right now and he's either going to play one bluegrass lick, uh, or he's going to play Eddie Van Halen eruption guaranteed. I'll put everything <laughs> I got on it. before he plays anything. He'll play those two things just so you know that he's the best guitar player in the room. Um, and so, you know, I didn't really care for music growing up. And then, um, I got to like freshman year of high school and I had guitars and I knew a little bit and we had a big party it was the first time you had like one of those um not another teen movie parties where they like throw the flyers down the yeah. staircase and we wanted to recreate that because we thought it was cool but then we ended up having to pick up all the flyers on the yeah, bottom yeah. of the staircase yeah that's super bad we um, had to clean up so we had a bunch of girls come over and some of the seniors came and brought beer it was a cool party and they were like whose guitar is that and I was like oh that's mine you what's up I hate you. Um, I wish I could have been that guy. Oh, man. I I only knew two songs. And then I had to play Sweet Home Alabama and Your Body is a Wonderland. And I was like, finally, I get to you use this song. You fucking knew how to ju do John Mayer oh, back yeah, then. man. I oh, that works. Well, I had a that crush had on a girl work. that just loved that song. Oh, yeah. And I was like, I'm going to learn this tune. I, <laughs> we're going to make this guitar work. Uh, and after that party, man, uh, they were all swooning, and I was just like, you know what? This is life for me. Is it not crazy how women have influenced almost every damn decision oh, in our man. lives? That's me. Man, if I didn't have the women in my life directing my Ugh. traffic, there's no telling what I'd be doing. Um, but, yeah, after that, I um, I kind of stuck to music. I had a, an alcoholic uncle that loved to play, and he'd play with me no matter what teach me everything he knew as long as he had his you know curtis low bottle he was ready to go oh. same story and um then i took to hard rock and heavy metal music i was a lead singer of a, a band called no trust singing like Godsmack and shine down covers and breaking <sighs> benjamin covers shine down i've literally not thought of them yeah in years great. so good you need to check out they've got a an acoustic thing called uh Smith and Myers now. It's just a lead guitar player. Oh, no singer. shit. They do nothing but covers. Like, they do Sitting on the Dock of the Bay. He covered an Adele song. Super awesome. So and shout it's out to what? Smith and Myers. Smith and Myers. Yeah, it's the lead singer, Brent I'm, Smith, and I'm the guitar player, Zach Myers. Man, you'll love it. I promise. Um, but yeah, we were doing stuff like that, and then we wrote our own music, and we, we started getting very, you know, relatively big for the local scene. We got to open up some really great shows at the Masquerade when it was still there. And I think one of the biggest shows we got to open up for a band, uh, Anthrax, if you've ever heard of I them. do know who Anthrax is. Yeah. Uh, got they've got a song that I actually really, really like. And it's only one song that right. I can remember. But I can't, I can't remember what it is now. Uh, it's like, they got it's like the number one song they've ever had. You tell I, me. I don't, I don't know. I, hell, I don't. we were 17. It was, it was cool yeah. for us. You know, we were underage out there playing and oh, yeah. getting rowdy with one of the biggest metal bands. And shortly after that everybody kind of took off and went to one went to college one became a firefighter he's a captain of a fire department cool. now um and of course i didn't have anything else going on i was laying floor covering at the time yeah um and then went to georgia southern because uh there was a girl down there it's always because of a girl yeah man couldn't beat that story um we're married now so oh that's, that's, that's yeah, sweet yeah, yeah man uh but went down there and 
I played my first show at, I can remember it like it was yesterday. I was at Dingus McGee's. Dingus McGee's. Yeah, you know exactly where I'm talking about, I don't, about, bro. I really? Don't. Uh, no, I've only ever. All right, so there's a shopping center that's close to right, the football the plaza, stadium, right? right? The plaza. So the only bar I ever remember going to, because I was usually blacked out if I was ever in <laughs> Statesboro, is the one that was in the corner of the plaza. Uh, the it, plantation it, room, right? I don't remember what it was. Like, uh, that's the only one I remember. And then the blue room that they got now. Um, and uh, called blue the blue room. one of my favorite places. I actually, last man. time I was there, I went to see you. Yeah, that's I was awesome. on my way to uh, Savannah, and you told me that you were playing that yeah, night. It was me and Daniel Johnson. Yeah, that's exactly that's right. Johnson we stopped Bench. and listened to you, then we went to Savannah to see Tyler Branch. Yeah, sure enough, that was a great show. I didn't expect it to turn out as well as it did. You know, we Daniel and I have been playing since I got to Statesboro, and he's taken off in his career exponentially at this point. Um, but he was like, you want to come play one? I was like, man, any time to be in the borough yeah. play, and I'll be happy to do it. And then the best shot we got from the whole night, we, we recorded some video that night, and it looks like we're doing, like, uh, this hardcore duet that you see on the, you know, ACMs or something. We're Love singing it. Friends in Low Places. And I was like, man, we're going to say that one. We'll go down the record books. <laughs> yeah, um, I, almost, I almost didn't leave the Blue Room that night. Uh, we were, I was going <laughs> to Savannah, and there was these two girls. They knew me from Snapchat and Bearded Bastard. Right. Both of them were dimes. Both of them, oh my gosh, I remember it like it was yesterday. I don't know their names still to this day, <laughs> but there's videos of us like all dancing and hanging out while you're playing or whatever. Right. And like I'm thinking to myself, I am 12 years older than you. <laughs> I did not realize I, how old I was I until I hung out in the Blue Room. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I can't go back to college towns. But y'all, uh, everywhere, every time I've ever seen you play, though, you put on like a really good show. Um, Appreciate you got that. a whole lot of energy. You really get going with the crowd. Uh, what is some of the things moving forward? You've been doing this for 15 years. Sure. What are some of your short-term goals coming up and like long-term goals coming up? You know, where you see Chucky Parrish in a year and where you see him in five? Um, you know. Or Jefferson Luther. Jefferson know, Luther. Yeah. We, we might go the R&B route. Um, you know, we have been working a long time. Um, you know, finishing that story, I, I started playing country music in Dingus. Uh, or I started playing rock music in Dingus, and they couldn't stand it. And they were like, can you play some country music for me? And I was like, well, yeah, unfortunately, I do know some at the time. Yeah. You know, I wasn't I wasn't into country music then. And, you know, I dropped into it. And then shortly after that, I joined another country band uh, with a guy named Cody Walden. Uh, playing for him and I started like really delving into my roots of playing country and then you know from there it's developed a love for it and then you know this last few years um, I just people have been harping on me like hey man you got to get something out and after you play for so long and you start to develop a minor reputation you know you don't want to put out shit you know Never like, I don't out. yeah you know I didn't want to be that guy that recorded some in something somebody's basement or, you know, thank or, you for not doing that. Right. Or have and then picture. sending it to me on Facebook <laughs> Messenger telling me that you got this great song. Well, like there was one guy I had heard everybody told me like, hey, I have this awesome song and you got to hear it. And then they send me a link to it and he's on a porch swing playing this song. And I was like, you did that on your phone, bro. Like, I, I appreciate your artistry and you're trying to get your music out there and as you should. Uh, but for me at the time i just i was like man i can't put out bullshit i have seen one person put out bullshit and i liked it uh nate kenyon when he was first getting started right 
used to video the most awkward fucking performances. <laughs> well, that's Nate for you there. Yeah, <laughs> on YouTube. But I think that some of the stuff that he used to do that way, right? Fucking great. I think that it's so damn good and it's right. authentic him. And uh, I, I dig it. I, I dig it. Well, uh, and if you've got that authenticity, that's awesome. But most of my stuff translates in a live show, like you were saying. Oh, I, yeah. You, but you're... All right, so you have people like... Garth Brooks is probably the most famous for it, of being an entertainer in country right. music. Like, you go to his show, and it's not like going to a George Strait show. George Strait's going to stand, stand there and play. Right. Garth's going to get you into Pumped. the concert, wilding out. Right. And that's what you do. That's what Michael Clements and them do. Oh, yeah. Y'all make a small room. Well, not a small room. Even if you have a small crowd, you, you get them going. You still got to get them going. You get them going every time. Uh, and I, with the goals of whatever, the reason I brought that up a while ago was because you played me in the Velvet Session while ago, which, by the way, y'all, the Velvet Session should be up and running now. So y'all go check out Chucky e. P., uh, Luther sure Jefferson, Chuck Parrish. Uh, it's Velvet Session. <laughs> um, but the last song that you played a while ago. Oh, man. I got gooseies. I got tears in my eyes. Oh, well, that's good to know. Um, Hopefully that translates you to everybody have, else. I, no, you got it. I, that song right there is going to make you and Shay and them boys a lot of money. Here's hoping, man. That's, that's a, you know, part of our goal to answer your question. You know, a year from now, hoping to... That's yeah, what I was getting to. I hope you radio. put that out within a year from now. Yeah, so we just put out as long as you're looking for me in August. And then we decided, you know, moving forward, we've got a certain track record we're going to follow and just put them out. You know, I, I held on to, I've got most of an album done. Uh, I've got a few more tracks coming from my good buddy, Jason. And he's hell of a producer. I like, I couldn't have found a better guy. Yeah. And, um, we got, we started just waiting cause we talked to some labels and, yeah, had some scouts come out, and then you know, of course, COVID screws everything yeah. up. God help us. Um, but <laughs> don't worry, the elections next week. It'll be yeah, over. It'll be it'll over, be over right? right after it. Here's hoping. Damn sure ready to get out and play some more. But um, yeah, that's our goal is start putting out music, and that's one of the new tunes. I just got the music back for it. Um, between what we recorded and what the studio musicians did, and we've got some great guys on that. So I'm hoping we're going to release the music and then see how it. Yeah, translate and hope some of these big guys like it and you know want to take my fat ass to the top too yeah i'd appreciate it um if not i'd be happy playing those tunes other um that one you're talking about it's called this room i'm telling you that's it of all the stuff i've heard you put out right that's your one that 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 is above and be it's a whole different ballpark as much as I liked anything else that you've sent me oh, i appreciate that that one right there the right person hears it you are a rich man. It's a very emotional song. You know, but, it's loosely based around me. But the, like one thing, I had somebody in here a couple of days ago or whenever, and I was trying to tell them, I don't think for the average person who's just not this like, amazing songwriter, I think that everybody has one great song in them, one right. absolutely great song, and it's usually based off of their life. It's usually their life experiences right. because no one else can write that song but you. Right. And I feel like you've got more than one great song in you. Well, but that, that but that one right there is it's you. It's right. your life experience. Somebody else can tell that story but you. And uh, I was over there. I was just in a corner 
because I always avoid mm-hmm. being in front of somebody during the Velvet Sessions because I don't want to distract them or anything. Right. And uh, I was listening to you, and you did cover me up, Jason Isbell's version, and it was so good. And then I listened to the next one that was good, and then the next one was good. And then when you played that one, yeah. from the first licks, you had my attention. Right. And then it got to that last chorus. And the whole time I'm sitting there – fixing a message the sound engineer that i'm getting to do the studio right backstage (laughs) behind us and it's like we need this equipment now (laughs) right now yeah so (laughs) we can make this for chucky you got that's a gold mine man what i what what i love about that song is shay we were talking about her earlier my wife she actually planted that seed of this room and the she's a hell of a writer uh if you haven't had a chance really she really is i mean you take you take what she does for her business side, and then but what she does on her own, um, just watching her Facebook and Instagram, you're yeah. like, all right. And I can't tell you how many times, and it drives me up the wall some days, where somebody's like, you know, I follow your wife on Facebook. She's amazing, and I just love reading everything. I'm like, did you by chance follow me too? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. oh I'll go. I'll go take a look at that. Yeah. I'm like, right, my wife. If you think my wife's cool, <laughs> you should see me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, she's she's got more followers than I do, which is awesome. Um, but uh, she planted that seed. She was like, you know, everybody has a, a you know big memory at some point of something that happened, whether it's good, bad, you know, ugly, whatever it is. Um, but nobody talks about the fact that every time you're in that memory, you can remember the place you were at. Yeah. You know, you, you can, if it's a vivid enough memory, you remember sitting in, you know, a studio with a bald guy, but you remember Two there was a, guys and beards. Yeah. There was a black table there. There was a Trump yeah. flag on the wall, you know, to talk about those things, you know, for me, we had the, you know, the nurse glass, you know, being in the hospital, having your kid there and the second kid's coming. Um, you know, I can remember standing there just looking at the tiles like, is this is this going to come? How are we doing this? Like, is, is this the time? You know, and so I was. I was pacing around checker tiles, playing hopscotch because I'm a bored old man, didn't have anything to do, you know. Um, and then that third verse, the one that's super emotional. Oh, God. Um, we had uh, the death of the patriarch in our family. And, man, it was it was a huge deal. And it still is. Super, super, super fresh just happened um a year and a half ago now i think um and he was so impactful you don't realize how impactful somebody is until something like that happens uh and just your day-to-day like how you make your coffee in the morning can change and and, you know not forgetting the room you're in when something like that happens is is super emotional and if you can bring that same translation to everybody because everybody gets it everybody's been through a similar something um and so hopefully when that one does come out, it, it hits all the right heartstrings for everybody it's, else. It's, it's a home run, dude. I'm I telling you, uh, I am not one. I believe that if you really care about somebody, and I, I whether you as a musician or not, me and you would have hit it off and sure. became friends. I mean, there's, I mean, you just would have been that way. I, 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 I firmly believe that. Strong vibe. Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're just, we're just good together. Um, I love you too. I thank you. I got emotional. <laughs> <laughs> but. Uh, I, I believe that with a song like that, that's putting you out there, dude. That's and what I 
I kind of got sidetracked right because you said I love you. you know? <laughs> I, I, I didn't then, you know, you, you, I'm more sensitive after I'm hung, when I'm hungover. Oh yeah. If I've drank all night the day before, <laughs> somebody be like, "I love you" or want to hug me. And it's like, don't do it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm so sensitive today. Like, right? Like, like I don't know. I'm on Netflix, my Netflix and cuddling for the rest of the I, day. I always feel like I'm I'm on my period. Like I always feel that way <laughs> after drinking a lot in one night. Is I'm emotionally do drunk, not. I guess. Do not tip the scale. No, I try not to. Uh, but so, um, I feel like with people like you and our other friends that are musicians, I think that there always has to be the honest person in the room. Like, right. there always has to be that person that's like, you're not going any further than this. I don't want you to keep wasting your money. Right. I don't want you like, look, dude, you're a bar band. Sure. Okay. I'm the one, for some reason, I feel the need to do it because I see so many people wasting their money. They're they're trying to live their dream, and I'll never knock anybody trying to live their dream. Right. But it's sometimes you got to be an adult. Agreed. I commend you on taking care of your family and doing everything. Right. We've had people in here that they are not doing it the right way. Like, I've been around those musicians. Right. You're one of those that... I've kind of teetered back and forth on because you're 34 now. Sure. And it's like, I know what a, what he puts out. Like, right. I really like it. But the, the, the songs that you've sent me before, I'm like, okay, these are good. Right. But they're just, they're, they were missing something. Sure. They were never bad. So don't yeah, take it. No, none no. of you don't take it the a wrong way. Constructive criticism is a musician's I think, best I friend. Think I th that right there, the direction you went with that is what you need to do more of. Because okay. you, you, you completely... Like I said, I thought you were already very talented at what you do. I right. just haven't heard anything different from you that stood out. Stood right. Out. You got a distinct voice. You're a good time. You're a great father and a, a great friend. That song made you stand out that's, creatively more than I've seen anything else. That's from a you. huge compliment, man. Well, I appreciate like that. the Jesus was a, a Jesus, was, Jesus from was from Georgia. Yeah. I like it. There's nothing wrong with the song. Sure, I think it's a good song. Uh, is it one that like I would have on repeat? Probably not. Right. Uh, but I would listen to it anytime it came on. Sure. But the one that you wrote, the room. Right. I don't know if I'd turn it off. That's good. I don't. It's one of those. There's. It's got that heartfelt though. Um, I I just feel like with you and other people, it, even if it took you 15 years to get to where you wrote that song. Right. Without the experiences you had, you wouldn't have wrote that song. Sure, most so definitely. So there's, there's always this thing to where, like when I say, you got to tell somebody if they're a bar band or not. I think with you doing that and doing more stuff, I, I think this fucking sky's the roof. Well, I think, uh, you know, the one thing I'm excited about this album and a couple of takes from that, you know, first off, that's great. You know what you like. Yeah. Um, and, but somebody out there may not be able to stand it. You know, oh yeah, you're right, and that's great, and I love that, and that was kind. Of, that's one of the things that's translated for me so well over time, uh, and the reason the live show is the way it is is because I don't just stick to one genre. I don't. I don't like to stay cut in one area, yeah, um, or cut from one cloth. You know, I like to try to blend everything. And, you know, I got told early on in my career it was like, listen, if you are going to be a bar band or you're going to be a musician, regardless, first off, keep your party going. Nobody wants to go to the bar and cry. No, if they do. They're not the ones you're you're paying to party with, no. you know. And then, but you got one person at the end of the bar that loves Merle Haggard and wants to hear the Mo Pitneys like we did last night. Mo was killer last night. Uh, uh, was I was the crowd suited for Mo. Maybe not. Well, but, he, it was the wrong environment for him. Sure, hey. but given the right environment, he was killer. I mean, he was this awesome musician. Yes. But then you got 
the uh, like T Pain's, Little Wayne's at the end of the yeah. you know the the Wops at the end of the bar on this yeah. side that don't care anything about Merle Haggard. Yeah, and then you got the people in the middle that are listening to like Celine Dion and like smooth jazz music. But if you can find something to kind of meld them all in, yeah. uh, and I was fortunate enough early in my career, I had a, a standing gig over Friday night when I was in Statesboro, and I started building this like sheet book of music like people would come up and like hey can you play this song no nah, I can't play it but if you come see me next Friday I'll, know, I'll, how to play I'll it. know how to play it by then and I just built up and built up and now we've found you know all the the right algorithm for finding what, what party songs hit and where and try to make the crowd enjoy it um, and so what I did with the album and what we've worked on is trying to curate country music uh, but to try to have some country music that hits everybody. Yeah. Like we've got one song that's called Two Step Boot Scoot that's unreleased. It's very, very 90s country, kind of Travis Tritt, honky-tonk sound. Um, Whiskey Gets Stronger, you heard that earlier. Oh, no, that that's the other one you played a while ago. Yeah, that's very the in your beer, your very girlfriend left song. you, but, you know, a little bit of twist on it. And then uh, we got another song called Better Off Alone that's unreleased. It's one of my personal favorites because it's very traditional country sound. Um but it's a play on, you know, she left me, I left her, but yeah. whose problem, whose fault was it? So it wasn't anybody's fault. We're just better off alone. We're better people uh, when we're not together. But, you know, trying to hit every genre, you know, as long as you're looking for me, the girlfriend, boyfriend, poppy, top 40 sound. Um, if Jesus was from Georgia, being a party, yeah. just anthem type. Uh, so trying to take that and make sure you stay in the country around, stay true to yourself, but try to make sure everybody's hit and taken care of as you're going through that. So I'm hoping once the album's out that that'll translate really well to everybody else and I can find the people that love I, the Jason Isbell I think, I think I think what we do with you, I think we dress you in all black, mysterious, which you almost <laughs> always wear black anyway. Just about. All black, mysterious. We book you at listening rooms and everything and you do more of like the somber stuff. Yeah. I think that's, I, which I don't know like the inner you sure. i know i you know i don't know you might want to just do uh, the party music or I, other stuff I got just as much broken glass in here as everybody else i think that's where you shine though i i really like i okay. think I, I i mean it with all due respect to everything else you do sure uh like when you were saying with the the mixture of the bar right i think with doing too much of that it will mess you up as a musician right because then you start trying to please everybody yeah like that that I understand why someone would do it right. because you have to, but at the same time, I feel like if you let that broken glass part of you shine, right? I think I think you're a bad boy. Well, which I, I already think, think you're a bad boy well, anyway. That, that's what got us to putting out music now and finally getting an album done after all this time of playing. I had several buddies. Uh, my buddy Matt, you've met you met Matt before. You met him at the Blue Room. His wife. Okay. Um, he always harped. He's like, man, I love coming to see you play but you've got better songs than this. And you've got your own songs that you need to be playing that are better than what you're playing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, man, but they're not here to see me. They're here to see the party, you know, have a good time. He's like, try it, put your own stuff out there. And it took so long for me to get over that. Cause I've been playing live and doing good shows for a while, or at least I think good shows. Um, and you don't want to be that guy that's like, everybody's on hype, like just got done with, singing the third verse of friends in low places and you're like by the way this is my tune i wrote the other day i hate and when they turn around and go that. straight to the bar that's, that's what, what happens you you've got to figure out how to put it in and how to make it just right well you also got to be in the right environment uh, <laughs> right as much as i love 
the people at Kerrigan's. Kerrigan's is such a diverse crowd, and you would not think it would be. It's, right. it's one of the last standing honky-tonks in Georgia. Right, but it's a hell of a mix. Oh, it is. But it's it's like, because even with Mo Pitney, uh, he was traditional country. Right. You would figure that people would pay him attention when he came on stage. And uh, I really, I didn't know who Mo Pitney was until right. uh, until we booked him. Sure. Um, and... I then posted some stuff past couple weeks of right. on social media, and I had buddies from Nashville. Was like, "Wait till you hear this guy sing. He is classic right. country, and he's jam up." But what's crazy is you and Tiger Creek last night blew him out the water. Blew him out the damn water because it's the wrong environment for him. Right? You he. Right. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is he went up there and he did him. Right. And he did phenomenal. Oh, he did great. Now, he did great. Just the crowd just didn't realize what they were watching. That's right. all it was. And the dude did phenomenal as far yeah, as I'm concerned. For sure. But, but like I said, this wrong environment for right. the fella. Then you get you up there, you and Michael Clements, you know. Right. You did the most of the set. I think you did a couple songs with you. But you killed it. You set the bar so high. <laughs> Appreciate and then that. he comes up there and he he's somber. Right. I didn't see him move away from like I didn't you know he You're running around jumping up and down. That yeah, not a, yeah. still phenomenal what right. he did do. And then Tiger Creek comes on in the night and just Man. melts face. By the time they got on, you and I were uh oh, we were into good. the party crowd. Though. Oh yeah. So uh Tiger Creek, if they're listening right now, and I think they're super nice guys. Oh my god, they're super awesome. I had never heard them play till last night. Ne never I heard a few things, but I'd never seen a full I, show like that. I never heard them play till last night, and when they came on and started throwing down the way they was throwing down, oh yeah, attention grabber, oh yeah. look away. Me and you at one point in time, that was the only two on the dance floor holding each other tight. <laughs> <laughs> we did we look like an old married couple out there seeing our favorite band. Oh my god, and it was, it was great. But I, I guess with all that being said is I still think you have to be geared to play that environment, and you you murder it. Now, you you do. That. Tiger Creek murdered it. But I respect that Mo got up there and did him, and I want to see more of you doing you. Okay. Like, as I want to see – Kerrigan's isn't the right environment for it. Uh, sure. But there, there's going to be there's yeah. going to be places that hopefully we get to do business with you and book you, and you you part of a lot of our events. Most you're, you're family. I so, appreciate I mean, that. And your family and me too. Whenever we can do an event together, I want to do an event with you. Right. And like, I want more people to see what just happened in the velvet velvet room. Right. Like, I'm telling you, there's everybody's got a niche. And when you find that niche, you, you roll with it. Right. Not everybody's up. Luke Combs. Luke Combs can sing the damn phone book. It does not matter what that fat ginger bastard. Oh, my God. Whatever. By the way, thank you, Luke Combs, for we making people that. like me and Chuck look better. That's right. Big boys you, unite. Because of you is why women like us. That's right. Big boy gang. Thank you, you sir. Ting ginger. Uh, but, no, um, he can do whatever. Right. It does not matter if it's a slow song. He's going to kill it. If it's whenever he used to do Fast Car by uh, Tracy Chapman oh used to gosh. kill it. Uh, you do a version. I hadn't heard you do that before. Yeah, you have. I thought so. Um, or if it's a you know, love song, upbeat 90s or whatever. Right. But I don't think everybody can do that and pay the bills. I think that right. you got to find like your niche. 
I think what you did a while ago is your niche. Okay. I've never heard it's you do. Trying. I've never heard you do anything like that. Right. And it went, but you also too, you got emotional doing it. Yeah, man. There is there is something about when an artist gets emotional, right? That steals you. Whenever whenever people we get done with this and I upload the Velvet session and all that, when they see that last three minutes, you are gonna have five hundred to a thousand new fans just yeah, because. I can't wait for somebody. Just, my guitar players just because of the crack in my voice. I, but no, but. <laughs> you, you, Okay, but that's where uh, you remember. You know, you gotta know who Kelly Clarkson is. Oh, uh, oh you're God. talking about my boot. Oh yeah. You, you, Are you like? Listen, I forgot son. that you like thick women like listen, I do. I, as a matter of fact, you can go on my Facebook. Her or right Lauren Elena? And ooh, her, Kelly Clarkson. Number two is Lauren Elena, just because her backside can fill up that futon couch. It can. And she's I'll, still a boss. Boy, but Kelly Clarkson. Since American Idol to now, I'm small, thick, big. Wherever she's she back to normal now, and getting oh my god, I told you today. And there's a post on my Facebook right now. It's a couple of pictures of Kelly Clarkson and said, "Listen, <laughs> this will be my second wife, especially now that I know she's divorced." Oh, is she? Oh yeah, she divorced Mr. Uh, Reba's son. son. Yeah. Oh shit, oh, Kelly, yeah, she's back on. I'm here, Mark. baby. I'm here. It's like second wife status. Shay relieves me. I've got big dreams and big hopes, and I know where I'm going. <laughs> you better have big pocketbooks, sir. <laughs> I'm hey, sure that don't come cheap. I'll find a big enough pocketbook. That's where we're going, you know? <laughs> uh, granted, Shay will never leave me. She'll keep me in straight. So yeah, it's an open a pipe dream, but it's still a dream. you got to dream high, dream big. But anyways, Kelly Clarkson. Uh, whenever she did that song about her dad on American oh, Idol, goodness. and she breaks down and is crying in it. Yeah, man. I was not a fan of hers. Right. I just didn't. It wasn't. I didn't like her music or anything. Right. I just never paid her any attention. Just pop music. Yeah, yeah I never know. ever paid. I didn't know her as. I knew she had won American Idol. Right. I didn't know a thing about her. You didn't jam like Miss Independent. Do I look like I jammed to Miss Independent? Uh, when you're not, Do not here. say yes. It's like everybody's saying they don't sing Backstreet Boys, but when I want it that way, come oh, you please. always sing. Bruh. Like I, yeah, bro. I'm 33. I was in it. fifth grade when TRL <laughs> was at its peak. Right. Oh no, I'm sure I had like an InSync, Backstreet right, Boys, right. 98 Degrees. I had all that shit. But uh, when she did that, right. and I saw the emotion that she put out, she won me over to where I wanted to find out about this woman. Right. I wanted to, and then I found out. Oh, she's a hell of a singer. Yeah, like man. she's actually extremely good. Super. What awesome. she does, very talented. Because she grabbed me emotionally, and when somebody grabs you like that, you can't let go. Right. And I feel like when people hear you do the room, and even with that crack in your voice, or you know whatever, you're gonna grab people emotionally, and they're gonna be like, "All right, I got to find out who this guy is." Right. And I think that there's something special to be said about that. But like I said, everybody's got at least one great song in them because it's your life nobody else can write it exactly and when you're real and write a real song like that it's a hit it is a hit you know whichever one it happens to be i hope that one it definitely is just because uh it's touched so many people already just for the few people that i played played yeah. it for i i, I better get a, the demo the second you get it oh man you got it you got it for sure i um i played it at a party not too long ago because they were like well show us what you got new and i was like Hold on. Right. <laughs> you got any Kleenex? You guys got to sit down. And, and by the time, it was kind of like you were. It was by the time we got to that third verse, it was like, 
All right, can you, can you play something else? I tell you, when you okay, say, cool. well, what is it? Waiting on yeah, you waiting and on Jesus. Jesus. You're waiting on Jesus and you. Yeah. Oh, that one. shit. That's the hardest line to get through in that whole song. Because um, it slows down right there for a second. So it gives you a second to think about the situation. And then, like I say, I was there for that situation. And, God, it, uh, it breaks you for a second there. But hopefully... Uh, check it out, guys. Go to YouTube with the Velvet Room Sessions. Check it's out the, the last song. Tell me if it's any there. good. Download it, like, subscribe. I'm gonna post. You, you're good. the first person I'm gonna do this to, but I'm gonna post it separately too. Really, uh, I appreciate every, that. Of everybody that's came in here so far, yeah. I'm gonna take that clip out of you just doing that, and I'm gonna post it separately. I appreciate. I want. That. I, I want it to do. stand out. Oh yeah, thank I you want, so much. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you got, I've told everybody that has came in, every musician that has came in. I want to see you like right. that, there's a reason why uh, I've got this idea in my head and I've shared it with you and probably everybody that's listening has heard me talk about it 10 times but I want what we're doing here to be a 70s Nashville right. or what's the famous Muscle Shoals yeah like I want it to be where it's where artists like you Michael Clements Lee Tucker Tyler Branch, Corey right. Spires, all these folks, uh, Tiger Creek, they're welcome here now after last night. <laughs> <laughs> right? All these folks, that it gives us a place to get together. And I want to see y'all work. Like, I want to right. see you right together. Uh, me and you made the joke last night, always sitting there on Michael Clements as you were playing him a song that you were right. just writing. And uh, I was like, we need a bottle of liquor. We need to shut the doors. That's and the it. three of us just tinker with this. Right. Like until, but there's so many talented individuals right. that have came across like that has been put in my path, right? And it's like, why don't y'all know each other? Yeah, oh yeah. Why are y'all not working together? Most definitely. Uh, I'm obsessed with Joe Rogan. Joe Rogan is king to me at right. podcasts. At he, the stuff that he's done has opened just my way of thinking up and viewing situations different than I've ever viewed them before because he's he's a very free thinker right and he doesn't conform to or fit into any box and that's how i want to be and what he does that i find so damn cool is he gets all these comics together because he's a comedian right he gets them all together he they boost each other up they support one another uh they share each other's stuff and it's where he helps it like they Put, he puts people in the room together that normally wouldn't get in the room together. Then they write jokes, and next thing you know, they have a, they blow off, up because right. because they needed to cross paths, and he's the the middle of them crossing paths. Right, and that's how I feel about me and the musicians. Right. I'm not. I like to write poetry. <laughs> I can't play an instrument. I can't sing for shit. Right. Uh, but I, I like to write, and a lot of stuff that I write is usually when I'm shit can. Right, hey, but. I feel like even with podcasts or whatever I do, there's something about being relaxed, having, having a buzz, a good time, right? And the creative shit just flowing out of you. Oh yeah, I totally, I totally agree with that. I tell you, you know, some of the songs I've written have been like one-liners, caught off of, you know, I really, there's a new song that we're still working on called "Boat Full of Holes." It's a very much a party tune, but I had a country guy I worked with, and he was like, "It is going down today." It's a boat full of holes is all I'm saying. I was like, man, that's a great line. Uh, and he's not a country writer. He didn't intend on giving me yeah. the line for a song, but I sat on it for like six months and then just kind of kept rolling with it. And I I got a call from our producer and was like, hey, I need 
three more songs. You know, that's what they're requesting of me. And I was like, okay, cool. I didn't have anything. I called my, my guitar player, Nick, and I was like, hey, man, take this line. Um, see what you can do with it. And then I sent it to another buddy of mine. I was like, hey, man, take this line. See what you can do with it. And then we all kind of, via text and Skype and Zoom, you know, because COVID was a thing for a while. I, I got it. I came from it. I'm, I'm done. Thank God. Um, but that's how we just, we kind of virtually did the, the meeting. Have you and Tucker and ever drink. wrote music together? No, man. Listen, the only time I can catch up with Lee Tucker is at the bar. And that's if he's asking, hey, can we play Pony? Oh, my God. If that son of a bitch plays Pony one more time, let me tell you. That's how I met him. I had that's a, how I met him, too. I had a party. <laughs> that's how everybody met Lee Tucker. Is They were on stage. He's like, hey, buddy, uh, I can play Pony. Right? <laughs> it's like, that's literally shit. it, man. We, I was in uh, Showman Bluff playing a show. and Nobody has got laid less. Yeah. Playing Pony than Lee Tucker. <laughs> Everybody else that has ever played it, that. You know it had to work at one point. And I'm not hating on you at all, Lee. I promise I'm not. <laughs> I'm not at all. But you know it had to work at one point because he kept trying it. We're not giving we're not giving up on that. I don't that. know. I've seen the I've seen Lee with women. He ain't gave up on that yet either. That's the- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, love you, Lee. Oh yeah, he gets tickled. He said the other day, he said uh, he he listens to all the podcasts because I didn't, I name drop him all the time. All right, y'all two and Tyler Branch and Michael Clements. There's a couple more Justin Dukes. Right, I I, did, I feel like you're like my my actual brothers. Yeah, I say that, that and it was circle, and it's man. people that I did not know five years ago. Right, it, it's so weird to me. There's people that uh, I'm going on a bachelor trip this week. Right, of, he's like my little brother. I love him to death. Uh, but he's he's moved on to a whole different life. Like, right. I, we still hang out and do stuff together, but we don't fit in like the same goals and right. aspects and dreams and same everything. aspirations. Right. Yeah. So like, all of us are dreamers. Right. Like every one of us that that we hang out with, we're dreamers, and dreamers only understand dreamers. Right. Like, like I got buddies. It's like, what are you doing with this podcast, dude? Like, <laughs> right, we're gonna do Right, I don't we'll go to work. Right, like, and it's like in two years, you'll be wanting a job from me. Right, like you just, I had to get it out of my head for the longest time that if you want to be successful in music, right, or what I want to do, you got to kind of quit listening to people. Yeah, you and gotta you got to manifest you got, your own destiny. Yeah, you got to make your it own success. Stop talking about it. Be about it and do it. You are. And I am. Yeah, man. And I am so, this is one of the things, man, you were a blessing. You and I, Shay and everybody. I, I, but I'm, I'm telling you, that broken glass out of you, I'm getting it out of you. Okay. I'll I'm take getting it. it out. And next time you got one of those uh, boat, uh, boat full of holes or whatever, right. send me something. Sure. And we got to get Tucker involved. Oh, yeah. Y'all, t- he just came out. I, I'll play you the demo whenever we get done. But it's, uh, it's called Damn Whiskey. Yeah, and it has got your name and his name all over it. Okay, like he it, he's already finished with it. But y'all y'all's writing style, uh, I'm sure. Oh, man, I mean, you too. I, 
Kathleen's one of my favorites. Oh, God, I love Kathleen. <laughs> I so, love Kathleen. He, he sent me, let me tell you, he sent me one the other day, right? and he's at the listening room, and he records this guy. You know who Matt McKinney is? Yeah, I do. All right, tall son of a bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like old Matt. Big lanky well, bastard. Yeah, Matt's on stage with these two girls and this other guy, and I can't remember his name, but this guy plays a song called Dick Down in Dallas. <laughs> okay. I'm obsessed. Like, Lee, Lee sent it to me. Right. And first thing I did, and sir, if you're listening right now, uh, Lee's already told you that I did this. I recorded it off of YouTube. Right. Put it in my Dropbox <laughs> so I can listen to that damn thing whenever I want to. Nice. Because I'm obsessed with it. Right. And you two would compliment each other. So, well, so as long as he would not ask you to play pony <laughs> uh we'll play it though no just tell him to stop I, you know we do he a looks lot. like I, a damn clydesdale now he don't look like a damn pony <laughs> there ain't no right the pot belly stallion. He, went from, he went from a shetland to a pot belly pig real fast it's a strong hard ridden put up wet clydesdale oh my god he's something uh but no i would look you me him you ever been around Tyler? I hadn't. Tyler and I have played in the same circles a bunch. But He's in New York right now. He has to get his ass back down here. If he does not get back down here soon, I'm going to New York to get him. Why don't we make a trip? We'll go. Let's go. I'll go get his ass right now if he'll move in with me and just write music. I'm all for that. that. There are so many of y'all that are so talented, and I understand that you have to work a nine-to-five. You you have yeah. to, you got children you got, you got responsibilities family, yeah. Most definitely. and everything but I hate seeing anybody give up on their dream. I, I hate when you have talent. Now there's some folks that are in music that need to stop and you can't tell them and you can't tell them right. And there's some that's been in here that it's like, you know, what, what is that line in Shrek? That'll do, donkey. <laughs> That'll do. <laughs> That'll do. Donkey. It's like you've done you've done enough. Right. It's not happening. Uh, we talked about when we first started, but Matt Brantley, I want more music from Matt. Man, but I think I think killer. the industry, I think the industry has beat folks down. Yeah. I admire folks that keep going. You know, I had this talk with uh, Jason. The guy I keep telling you about our producer because, you know, I've always had that fear. And it when I was younger, I had a deadline. Like when yeah. I hit thirty, if I haven't done something with my career, then I'm. I'm just going to keep working my nine to five. And I was, I pushed hard in, in the hotel business and I was a director before 30 to be a director in the hotel business before 30 is kind of unheard of. Usually this is your old timers that have been there for 50 years. Um, so Shay and I both pushed really hard. Um, but then I got to 30 and I was like, bro, you haven't had enough life experience to write a good no, song. You, like, and you don't quit. Uh, and Jason and I were talking about, it. I was like, I just don't want to be that guy that's 45 still trying to, be the entertainer because it, it's not going to relate to people at some point you know you know what i'm learning though a whole lot more especially with this there's a lot of people that don't get famous till after 30 there's right. a lot of people that and don't, then he because up, you don't know who the hell you are yet right now he brought up he was like i hear what you're saying and i understand you know the idea behind it he said did you know that guy that wrote and he named out such and such songs and i was like I, mean, I don't know who wrote them. I know who sang them. You know, I know that one's a Darius Rucker song. Yeah. That one's, uh, you know, Trissy Yearwood song. He was like, yeah. He was like, you know, that guy is in his 40s right now. Um, and he's all over the charts. He was talking about Chris Stapleton. He was yeah. like, he was like, you didn't know who he was at 20. 
He was like, have you seen the picture of him on Facebook where he's in his overalls with no beard and short hair? He looks like a farmer. Ugly son of a He was like, nobody knew who that guy was. He said, but think about it. He said, if you, he said, it's not about what you look like. And I think that's a great, a great thing to, to know. You know, yes, sometimes it is what you look like and you want to be pretty. 42. 42, right. 42. And he's only, even though he was an extremely good songwriter, he's only been on the scene 10 years. Tops. Maybe. Right. 32 right that's us right that's that's where we're at that's peak of starting to write you know and i think that uh it's really not if you can if you can write a good song um and hopefully i do one day that translates to the people and it, it, you, you, you can feel it i'm when telling you, you this is november the 1st 2020 you write it down i'm that's telling it. you right now when you put out the room when people hear that song you remember, I told your ass first. Which you've heard it from other people. There ain't no way that you've played that song for other people. Right. And they haven't told you. That's the one. All right. I'll that's the one that, that's, that's the one that pushes you to the next level. I hope so, man. I'm really... I want to do it. That's five years, the end of that goal. You know, we were talking. I, I want music to be my day job. You know, I still pedal around and do my day job every day. Because I do. I've got two boys. I've got a seven-year-old and a two-year-old, Mac and Grady. They're a lot of my life. Love those boys. And I got to make sure they're taken care of. Um, and, I got to sell know, one song. Shay's a boss and she's taking care of her business and doing her business with the pivot approach. And, you know, that's again, one of those things like you can't let anybody tell you not to dream because she's been doing the hotel business for years and grown exponentially. And we moved to Nashville. We took our jobs there and COVID. Did you happened. like it there? Pre-COVID, yeah. I mean, it was, it, it's a different experience. It's, you know, it is, as everybody says, it's a little clicky. Some days, I don't like and it. Uh, the thing that you know, the inner musician in me is everybody up there is a musician. Everybody up there can sing, and everybody's good. You know, well, that, almost right. everybody's good. Yeah. Uh, and so, as cool as it is, and it's this, you know, cesspool of all the biggest, best things that you could get out of music. It also, you really have to struggle for some authenticity and some originality up there because everybody's doing the same thing. You know, that's why I don't like it. That's, that is why that was that the only is, thing that had a downside only, in music for that me is my there. only problem with Nashville besides for the bachelorette parties right is there's nobody to find an original in Nashville right. is so hard it is there, and then you take somebody that is so good you get them up there and they want to change them I played you the song well actually I didn't play you the song last night it came on while we was there Sam Hunt yeah I don't like Sam Hunt's music but He's got a couple of songs that are outstandingly wrote. Right. That if it was not arranged the way that it's arranged, every country boy, every bearded, backwards right. son of a bitch is like, who's Sam Hunt? She sounds horrible. Right. <laughs> they hear that song and they're like, oh, Sam Hunt don't sound that bad. Right. Like. It's 2016. Yeah, that then, song is um, killer. I, I didn't expect much. that. I don't know if you got to listen to drinking too I had, much. I've got it saved on my ride back up to Look, Atlanta. Let me tell you, Sam Hunt. If it was anybody else doing that song, right. and I don't even know if you wrote those. I would almost think they're so different than everything else that he does. Right. That either the same person wrote those songs or he wrote those he songs. Wrote those when he's playing it, the. Well, the, the, I know the drinking too much he wrote because when you hear that one, you're gonna be like, all right. I kind of like this guy. Now. Right. I hate that. I like it. Well, him. I mean, I, but that's what everybody, that's what Nashville wants. They want the pretty boy. They want the right. pretty girl. 
and then they throw folks that have real talent because they don't fit into the mold out. Right. That's so freaking stupid to me. Look at how ugly Janis Joplin was. Janis right. Joplin is the, one of the ugliest creatures ever walked this earth. <laughs> but the good Lord gave her. Right. She looks like earth. she should have been in the labyrinth. Yeah. But that gave her the. She, she sings like an angel. Right. And Luke Combs. He just. He's so damn ugly, he's cute. He's like that dumpster dog. Right. Like he's like, oh, we're taking him home. We're keeping <laughs> he's him. He's And he can sing the phone book. Right. Yeah. Right. But no, that's that's why, and I, I hate to see anybody, because me and you wouldn't fit in. I know I wouldn't fit in in Nashville. Oh, no, man. I, I, when you told me he was going up there, I was kind of like, shit, I don't want Chucky to go up there, because I thought it was going to beat you down. No, man. It, you, it's not going to, it couldn't beat me down. You know, I'm going to play music regardless. If... Someday somebody doesn't want to listen, it's still fine. I'll still be playing music, you know. But I did see a lot of eye-opening things, like things you – the dreamer and in, in all the people that are like, oh, I'm moving to Nashville. It's the next big step. You got another solid 10 years of work before you even become somebody no, that knows shit. somebody. You know? yeah. So if you're going to go to and you're going to do it, go now, Hawks. I tell everybody the same thing because there's a lot of younger artists that approach me right. that want to get my opinion on things because of the people that I know right. out there. And I tell them all the same thing. If you do not already have a publishing deal, right, do not take your ass up there because if you think that you're good, Right. There's a hundred people up there that every, are just as good. Boy up there and, a, yeah, everybody. Everybody. It's, it's everybody. I'm glad it didn't. I'm glad it didn't beat you down. I was I was Kiss worried about man. that the whole time. I was worried about you. Well, I appreciate that. No, I, I it's because I think you're talented. Though. I, I appreciate that. I really it's do, because man. I think you're talented, and I think that people, when they get up there, they try to conform because right. they want to make it. Right. But – you you know Macon used to be like a hub for music for music yeah. right all right well I think with the way that music's taking a turn now it takes a turn like every twenty years right I think it's taking a turn I think with Sturgill and Tyler and oh, all man. those artists and everything right. that are getting they're not getting radio play let's be real radio's dying anyway uh, unfortunately because of the phones right because of our phones you can stream everything you yeah there's there's no there's no reason to tune into a radio say right. i just got done doing radio and i know <laughs> that i have friends that would not listen right because they don't want to hear the same dumbass song that they don't like right 500 times i'm a not day. gonna lie i listened to y96 when you were on there and i listened to the morning shows yeah i cut the radio off after that and go back to what i wanted to listen to well that's that's what a lot of people did right and that's what uh whatever show they listen to They'll listen to the person talking, but when it's time for the music, they don't want to listen to stuff they don't want to listen to. Right. That's a tune-out factor. Sure. And people don't realize, in the day and age we live in now, just because it says top 20 country songs or whatever, that's not the real top 20. Right. Sturgill Simpson right now is the number one country on iTunes, most downloaded on Spotify, everything right. with, the, with this Cutting Grass album right. that just came out. Man, right. it's killer. You hear any of those songs on the radio? Nope. Now, what? How does that make sense? That it's the number one country song, but it's not being played on country radio? Right. It's all a joke. Yeah, it's it's politics. There's and a lot of that politics in there. I think with someone like you, if you get to where you that you want to be the performer and you don't want to just sell music, I think there's a career for you to be a performer. Right. I also think there's a career for you to be 
a songwriter. Right. Uh, I think that's how I very. I have a lot of confidence in you. Well, I appreciate uh, that. And I'm just. I'm glad that Nashville. I've seen it break, folks. I've yeah. seen it. And uh, that's when you told me you were moving back down this way. I was so happy. We were was, happy too, man. I was Family's so here, happy. Nashville was fun. And yeah. I enjoyed it, and I enjoyed the people I met there, and I made some lifelong connections while I was in there, and I opened my eyes to so much. Um, but you know, Georgia's my home; it's been my home since I was, you know, born. And See, I'm telling, we, we can, can make Macon, we can make Central Georgia, right? Again, I'm I'm pushing for the damn movement. Like I'm right. going to be the leader of this movement to bring real music right you with my back Let's to do Georgia. I mean, because it needs to. Muscle Shoals is a little last town in Alabama. But everybody knows about it. Everybody knows it. Macon used to be a hub. Right. There's still a big record uh, company there. Yeah. And they don't know it yet, but I'm knocking on the door soon. And they either can be friends with me or they can have an enemy. They can be friends. I'm sure they'll be friends. I think they will be. I think I'm not going to give them a choice. (laughs) But it's because I know guys like you. Right. It's I can take that song right, right. there. Tyler Branch has a song. Right. Um I can't remember what it's called. That I can take that song. Lee Tucker's got damn whiskey in a couple songs. Right. That I should be able to take to absolutely anybody and be like, Look, we're all a family here. We're working together. If you don't want these guys, because we're finna promote the shit out of them. Right. We're fixing to make it to where everybody in Georgia knows their name in country music. Right. You either be part of it or somebody else will. And you're going to damn regret it if you're not. Right. Because those That's are real songs. Solid, I'm, I'm, I have a vision in my head that in the next year, once we get to where we have the recording studio back here, that I'm going to do a probably like a 12-track album. And it is going to be putting all y'all together. Right. And it's going to be... You know, now that's what I call raising grace. Yes, now there you go, <laughs> volume one. Volume one. <laughs> but it's where y'all will sing. Everybody will come up with songs together. Sure, put it together. I think it would be I so that, unique, and super cool. awesome idea. Like, hey, you three, go record a song. Yeah, we're tomorrow. You get, you get like, cause uh, I'm all about duets anyway. But you get somebody like y'all being kind of rough on a song. And then you get Megan Fowler, who was in here the other day, come in and be right. sweet on her verse with it. Yeah. Oh, man. Other day, Chris Taylor and Corey Spires went here. Never had met each other before. Right. This is how I knew the idea was going to work. They had never, ever met each other before. Never been in the same room. We was drinking, hanging out. Three o'clock in the morning comes around. They're in there doing picture. And they're starting to do... Uh, simple man and everything right. together. Now we recorded a very rough version, but we were shit faced and we thought it sounded That's better. Kinds, though, we right? thought it was sounded better than it did, but they complimented each other so much. And it's not about forming a group or anything. It's about now people that like Corey like Chris. It's cross branding, right. and now people that like Chris like Corey. Right. Same thing with you. That's how you build your audience up. Every one of y'all have a following right every one of y'all have a fan base uh same thing with me and it's where i want us all to mix that shit and when i say i say raising grace family all the time right it's not just us it's your family becomes my shay and your kids are my family gracie her mother is your family. family right and if you expand that to everybody then we're gonna have something special here 
And that's what I'm investing, like, all my time and effort in is into that experience to where we can come here, we can have fun, we can put on shows, we can actually help people, help less fortunate folks. Right. And that that's what, one thing that pisses me off, and I actually told uh, somebody this last night that I used to work with, I do not like it that you have people that have platforms like we have, including yourself, a musician right. or whoever, that don't give back. Man, that is. I hate that I'm shit. We are 100%. blessed. We are blessed to be in the position that we are in. One hundred percent. And first off, if you got a platform like this, be real. I think that's why people like me. Right. I mean, it's, totally it, agree. It's because I'm not gonna hold back. And right. there's been times like I'll say shit that might make my friends constructive criticism. Right. If you're weak-minded, don't be around me because <laughs> exactly. I'm gonna tell you. But I want you to do the same to me. Sure. If I'm failing at something, and you see that I'm failing at something, oh, hell, you, I tell called me. you at the first what, first two or three podcasts, and I'm like, "Hey, this is what I think." And you're like, "Cool, I've already started working on that, but I'm glad you called me and told me." Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because there was a dead noise in them. Right. Yeah. There was. We just all it was is uh, transferring file to file. Right. Didn't transfer it the right way, and but you and Lee Tucker are the only two that called me about it. It, it tickled me. But you it want was, your friends to succeed. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. You want but these we, to be successful. We, I'm, I'm glad. But, uh, man, I I really hate to cut this one off. Ah, we are. We're, we're going to do it again. Oh, we are. Most there's no there's no way that we're not. Uh, next time we're doing it with Buzz. Yeah. I'm not doing it. I started to tell you. <laughs> I was like, hey, let's take a couple shots before we do this. And then my, my brain went back to last night and was like, if you do that to yourself, <laughs> I am shutting down. I am done with you. I want nothing to do with you. Like I knew my body was thing last pissed. night. Uh, preface the story. A buddy was like, "Hey, can I get you guys some shots?" Like, sure, man. Go ahead. You son of a Came bitch. Came back. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Josh just threw it back, man. You threw that thing back. It was so you, you know the question. Oh, that's fireball. All right, so. It's got to be the same way with you, but when I go out, that is the thing that people always want to do. Um, oh is gosh, they want yeah. to buy me a shot, right? And you and don't want to be so, that guy. No, I don't want to be like, oh, no, I can't do this. Right. I don't want to be that person. Right. But if you bring me fireball and I spit <laughs> it back in your face, then you need to know that I've warned every damn one of you. But Take I, this PSA right now. Yes, no fireball. I'm cool for Josh with you bring. I'm cool with you bring me a beer. Please, but understand, there was people last night at 7.30. Uh, hey, let's go do a Jaeger bomb. Ooh. Fuck you. No, I've sir. got to be here till 2 o'clock That's in my the morning. wild turkeys, Jaeger. I, can't. Oh, I, lo I love Jaeger. I, I love it. They don't like you? Nah. That's my guy. See, oh, yeah. I, Luke Bryan farm tour the first first year that started happening. Well, let me tell you, you know how I know that's the truth? Because everybody's got a farm tour story. Everybody does. There is not a person I know that ain't. Well, because those farm tours were so good. Yeah, man, we had Luke Bryan was such a bad man. I think it, what was it? We had three bottles of Jaeger between us, and they were like, "No glass, dump it out." And I was like, "I'm not dumping anything out." He yeah. was like, "You got to dump it out. You got to get it rid of it here." And I was like, "Got it, bro." Goop, 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 goop. We, we had a Red Bull in one hand and a bottle in the other, and sat there until it was gone. By the time I got to, it was the the farm tour where we recorded "Rain Is a Good Thing," like did the video yep. of it, and they're like spraying water over everybody so it looks like it's raining. By the time it got to there, I felt the rain, but I don't remember the show. I mean, I was just like, "Yep, this is wonderful." Uh, and next morning, needless to say, I didn't get up too early. 
Uh, I should have probably been hospitalized. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, so, so you ever been to St. Patty's Day in Savannah? Yes, I have. All right. I've so my dumbass, last time I went, and I won't no ever, I'll never go back to St. Patrick's Day anyway. All right, so you ever seen like these, they're, uh, they're for camping, but they're like bags that you, Camel bags. Yeah. Well, it's not it's not a camel bag, but it's the bag like it. Okay. It's just got like a clip on the side you put on your belt buckle or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. All right, so can't have glass in Savannah. My dumbass gets a whole bag of Jaeger, and I go ahead and mix the Jaeger and Red Bull. Because, like, yeah, of course that can't hurt you, right? <laughs> and it's a big-ass bag. It's a, oh, it was. It was it, it, that's what happened. All right, so we're about to go in saddlebags. And we had done walked like two miles. Uber has to drop you off forever away because the roads are blocked off. This is still, like, because you know it parties all day. This is like 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. I've been out in the heat. Jaeger sloshing. Security says, sir, you can't take that in. And I'm like, fuck that. I just, this right. is $40 worth of Jaeger. Right. I'm drinking it. Oh, I drank Guzzle it. it. Yeah. I, I, talk, I was squeezing the bag out into Ooh, my mouth. God, I could just feel your pain right now. Your liver it was cringing. hot. It was hot as hell. And about 30 minutes later, I was, I, was, I was one of those guys. I was asleep on the cobblestone <laughs> in the middle of the day. I picked on those guys before. Is that a hobo? No, that's Josh. No, that, yeah, and I had a kilt on. <laughs> oh, I, I even better. I had a kilt on. Luckily, I had like on like some briefs or whatever underneath me. But everybody thought it was hilarious to come by and flick the kilt up. Oh yeah, had to. And then I my friends, I would have done the you same. Know, yeah, you, you know how your friends is? They always want to make the situation worse. Oh yeah. My buddies start coming up flicking me in the balls. <laughs> no way. Like just hard enough to where it's like, hey, <clears throat> like, it's uh, yeah. Uh, Why well, is pissed? Oh man, I can only imagine. Like, yeah. if everybody's got a farm store and a Jaeger store. Oh though. man. And we're Jaeger's gonna get to hear. More of yours next time. You got awesome. to promise me you come back. Most definitely. Anytime you're ready for it, let's schedule it, make it happen. I'm oh, all for it. Good. All right, brother. Well, I love you. Drop your social media links one more time. Uh, Instagram, Chuck P Music, or Chucky P Music. Uh, if you want any of the other socials, you can go right to my website. It's chuckparismusic.com. Um, you can hear the singles, get them for free, share them with your friends. Thank you so much for listening to me today, and thank you for having me, Josh. I appreciate Anytime, it. Anytime, brother. God bless you and your family. God bless you. I love you, you man, and thank best you. of luck to you. And thank all y'all for listening to Politics, Religion, and Whiskey, the Josh Terry Podcast. I'll catch you next time.